to bestride the mighty and heretofore deemed endless Missouri. The Great Reunion On August 13, Lewis came upon three American Indian women near a stream. The women tried to run away, but he caught up with them. He put on his very best behavior and endlessly repeated Ta-Tabon, which he believed to be the Shoshone word for friend. Suddenly, a party of mounted warriors rode up and surrounded Lewis. Many men would have been overcome by fright. Lewis, however, put down his rifle and walked slowly toward the mounted men, making every sign he knew of friendship and peace. He must have been quite convincing. A few hours later, he was smoking a pipe of peace with a Shoshone chief, a man named Kamiawa, in the chief's lodge. The men's conversation was friendly but limited. Lewis knew no Shoshone, and the Shoshone knew no English. All of their communication had to be done through sign language and other gestures. Somehow, Lewis managed to convey that he and his two companions in the advance party were only a small part of a much larger group, and that it was in the Shoshone's interest to befriend them. Lewis indicated that he wished to purchase horses for his expedition. That sort of negotiation required a real interpreter, however, and Lewis's interpreter was with his main party. Four days passed, during which Lewis sometimes was anxious and afraid. He did his best to conceal his fear that Captain Clark and the others would miss the trail he had marked. If the rest of the Corps of Discovery did not arrive, the Shoshone might well turn on Lewis. Part of their friendship with Lewis was based on the fact that he had told them that he had a woman of their nation in his party. If that woman did not show up, things might go very wrong. On the evening of August 16, Lewis confided his fears to his journal. I had mentioned to the chief several times that we had with us a woman of his nation who had been taken prisoner by the Minotauris, Blackfeet and that by means of her I hoped to explain myself more fully than I could do with signs. Some of the party had also told the Indians that we had a man with us who was black and had short curling hair. This man was York, the slave of Captain Clark. This had excited their curiosity very much. Lewis's luck held. On the morning of August 17, Captain Clark and the Corps of Discovery came into view. Clark was in the lead, but he soon was overtaken by Toussaint Charbonneau, a French-Canadian, and his Shoshone wife, Sacagawea, whose name meant Bird Woman. Hearing that her people were ahead, Sacagawea had walked forward. When she turned back to signal to Clark, she stuck her fingers into her mouth to indicate that these were indeed members of her tribe. Her gesture indicated that they had been suckled together. Minutes later, Sacagawea was recognized and embraced by a tearful Shoshone woman named Jumping Fish. The two women had been childhood playmates, and both had been captured by the Blackfeet five years before. Unlike Sacagawea, Jumping Fish had managed to escape. Meanwhile, Lewis and Clark had a short reunion of their own. Lewis told Clark about the pass through the mountains and the Continental Divide, The men did not have long to talk, however, because Chief Kamiawa wished to speak with both of them. Lewis and Clark entered the great tent in which Kamiawa sat on a white buffalo robe, 
as if he were a king or an emperor. At first, the two captains did their best to communicate with the chief using sign language, but they soon grew weary of this method. They called for Sacagawea. Lewis and Clark watched her as she entered the tent, took a seat, and started to interpret. After only a moment, she leaped to her feet, started to weep, and threw her blanket over the chief. She realized the chief was her brother. Chief Kamiawa was moved as well. As a chief, however, he could not yield to tears or excessive emotion. Sakagawea was asked to continue interpreting. She tried, but every so often she broke into tears once more. This was the greatest reunion of her life. She had been taken prisoner by the Blackfeet and carried a thousand miles away to live as a slave. Now, at last, she was among her own people again. Lewis and Clark were delighted beyond measure.